drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Monday, the fantasy football flavor show in the house. And uh, I know Chuck usually likes the Hulk Hogan, you know, the real American music, but uh, I usually greet him with a Hey Buddy, and uh, thought I just threw together a little remix, so uh, instead of just saying Hey Buddy, I got this for you, Chuck Dog. Hey Buddy. Oh, hey Buddy. Oh, hey Buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? Chuck? Hello? Are you there? Nothing? Nobody? Sorry, I left the window open again. Uh, so, I guess Chuck's not here today. Uh, I, we had a little miscommunication. Uh, He's a busy man, I gotta say, so uh, I'm gonna go solo today, but uh, it should be a great show. I'm gonna talk about top performers, I'm gonna give you guys some under-the-radar players that you either need to be on your roster, or if they're on your waiver wire, you need to go get them, and uh, we're gonna talk about next week, uh, this week coming up, week three of the NFL schedule, there's some cool matchups, so get into all that. And then I want to give you some tips and tricks, some things that I do, especially once we get a few weeks into the season here, things you need to be aware of, all that type of stuff. So if anybody didn't get that, hey, buddy, uh, off the top, uh, that's a classic uh, Jay Moore bit from back in the day. Uh, Super hilarious. And uh, I came across it. I was like, oh, man, I need to to use the, hey, buddy, um, for the show. So some of you will get that. Most of you won't. But uh, I think it's funny. So um, like you say, let's go ahead and, and dive right in. I'm going to go solo today, but I do have the soundboard, so let's go ahead and give myself a little music, uh, and I'll get you guys some top performers from this past week that just happened. So, in week two of the NFL schedule, I mean, there's a ton of players that play ball, a ton that uh, did some big things. But the main one I want to talk about is this guy, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has been balling out. He's healthy. This guy's an absolute beast. I mean, he's big. He's fast. He's always been smooth when it comes to running the football. 154 yards on the ground. I believe he had about 37 uh, receiving and and, uh, got in the end zone. Had two touchdowns in the first week, I believe, so... He's just really been putting up big numbers on the ground, rushing, as well as putting the ball in the paint, putting in the end zone, so that's big. Lamar Jackson is the second guy on my list. Now, Lamar Jackson is a guy who 
everybody was split on last year. Kind of like, what is this guy? You know, what do we do with him? Um, you know, he can run, he won a Heisman Trophy, but can he really do it in the league? And sure enough, before he could blink, like, Joe Flacco was getting sent to the pine. Um, they were moving on. So Lamar Jackson puts up with five touchdowns a week one, comes back with 272 yards passing and two touchdowns. I know you're probably like, oh, great, 272 and two? That's, that's really not that great of a week when it comes to fantasy. I mean, that's not that great. But, uh, like, here's the thing. Lamar Jackson rushed the ball 16 times for 120 rushing yards on top of that from a quarterback. 120 rushing yards from a QB. I mean, that's like... From any player, that's good. I mean, like I said, Dalvin, I'm pumping out for a buck fifty, and I think he went for, you know, one twenty-ish and a couple scores in week one. This is a quarterback that's throwing for two seventy-two, giving you two touchdowns passing. Oh, and by the way, 120 rushing. That's big time, real big time. So, Lamar Jackson made my top performers list, and then how do you not put Pat Mahomes on the list? I mean, three hundred. 43 yards, I believe it was, four touchdowns. The guy just can throw the football on any spot he wants to any of these crazy playmakers he has. No Tyreek Hill, no big deal. You know, doesn't have the top-end rushing game. Doesn't matter. Just slinging it. You know, 350 and and three TDs is kind of like his floor these days, you know, which is just nuts. So, Pat Mahomes doing big things. And then I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Julio Jones, I mean, played in that Sunday night game, went off for, gosh, what did he have? He got over 100 yards and got that big touchdown late. A lot of you have those leagues where you get bonus points for deep touchdowns. I mean, that screen ball that he just took to the house for over 50 was huge. Julio Jones had a little bit of a slow week one, but this guy's been scoring touchdowns lately, and if he does that, you know the yards are going to be there, so... Julio came in big from the receiver perspective. I'm trying to think who balled out as a tight end. I mean, not sure who had big, big numbers, but I know a guy that hurt me was uh, Mark Andrews, a guy who, again, who I'm not huge high on. I know he has a, a great situation, but uh, I think he had another hundy and a touch, which is, gosh, man, this guy just keeps producing. I'm going to have to get on board here at some point, I guess, with that offense he's in and with the way we, uh, Lamar is looking for him. But, uh, Andrews came up big at the tight end position. So let me uh, let me go ahead and pull this music down. Just a little background music to keep it uh, keep it different. But uh, those are my top performers from the week. L- let me give you a, a few names that are under the radar, in my opinion. Guys that you can either get off the waiver wire or guys that you should be considering when it comes to your uh, fantasy football team. A few names I wrote down. I mean... The running back situation in Washington is kind of crazy. You know, Geis out again. I just feel bad for that kid, man. He's got all the size, talent, ability, young guy. But all the knee injuries he's had in his past, as well as since he's been in the league, are just catching up with him. Bryce Love isn't ready to go there yet. He's still got a big knee issue he's trying to overcome. Old man Adrian Peterson is there. I mean, he's got a burr under his saddle because they set him down. But what, what does he have left in the tank when it comes to carrying the rock, you know, at a, at a big-time level these days? So that leaves one man, and that's Mark Thompson. I mean, Thompson's a, a guy who, before he got hurt, uh, I think it was a year or so ago, I mean, this guy was like a 
high-end theoretic type player catch it run it you know make explosive plays score a lot of touchdowns really off the radar but he kind of forgot about him and he's sort of still dealing with a few ailments but Mark Thompson's a guy just due to his situation and if he could stay healthy I could see some opportunity for him in Washington um McCole Hardman uh over there in in Kansas City I mean gosh this guy you know, he was a draft prospect I liked, but I, I mean, I didn't like taking him where, where Kansas City took him. Obviously, they were sort of trying to plan for if Tyreek Hill was gone. I think what I saw recently is he keeps getting better and better at the playbook and route running. He has electric speed. I mean, the way he just caught that ball up over the top and scored a touchdown. I want to say he even had another touchdown taken off the board. But uh, explosive playmaker, I mean... I think his situation deems him being rostered now. And uh, just, like I said, another electric talent for the Kansas City Chiefs. Crazy. Um, Gardner Minshew's a guy I like at quarterback. I, I watched a few of his games uh, back in the day, and I feel like he has just some playmaking and natural quarterback ability, ability to lead as well. Kind of a unique guy, kind of a free spirit type of player. But, uh, you know, he showed himself well both when he came in and this past week, I mean, basically had the game won. Leonard Fournette with another yard. They basically win that football game. So, I mean, if Gardner Minshew's out there and you need a backup QB or a QB just for depth purposes, you know, I, I'd consider him because I still like some of the playmakers on the outside. In Jacksonville, they kind of have a hodgepodge of receivers over there. But, excuse me, DJ Chark is looking better. Two pretty good weeks from him. I always have liked D.D. Westbrook from college and, and what he's done. So he's kind of been in the league as long as he's not injured. And uh, they have a few other guys, too, that are, are not bad. And then hopefully Fournette will get, get rolling downhill here pretty soon. So Minshew's a guy to consider. Um, Mason Rudolph, man, this is a guy that I loved in the draft process. When he went to Pittsburgh at first, it's like, oh, man, you know, he's not going to see much time there. He's really going to have to work. Obviously, Ben Rosberger was trying to hold him down, not giving him any love or not helping him along the way. But this guy has all the measurables, everything you look for at the quarterback position. Now he's the full-time guy with Big Ben on the shelf for the rest of the year. I mean, Mason Rudolph's a guy that I think can, can play at the NFL level. I love it that he played with James Washington. Anytime they've been together in the preseason, they put up huge numbers. So Rudolph's a guy that I think, you know, again, if you're hurting at the quarterback position, go snag him up. If you need a backup that now obviously has opportunity, is going to play pretty much the rest of the year unless he gets hurt or unless something crazy happens. Uh, Rudolph's a guy that I do like in that situation and can play. And as I said in that um, little bit there, James Washington's the guy I've been pumping up for a while. He's had two pretty low-level weeks, but he balled out in the preseason. Now he's got his quarterback from college, and he's been around the league now for a year and a few games. So I'd expect him to really start picking it up. If he's out there, you can get him in a trade, or if you can keep him in your receiver core, but just kind of know if he's got a good matchup, this might be the time to start playing him. I like James Washington as well. So off the top there, those are my top performers as well as some under the radar guys to look at. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break, get our sponsors in here. When we come back, I'm going to talk about matchups I like from a fantasy football perspective in week three, as well as my tips and tricks to sort of get your team up over the hump and to outthink the other owners in your league. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, we're back. Please support those sponsors. Please listen to those ads. That really helps us out on a whole bunch of different levels, as well as uh, we want to show those sponsors love that help uh, keep this show going and, and help bring you three podcasts a week, one fantasy football and two Detroit Lions shows. So uh, really have a fun time doing it, but need those sponsors to uh, keep this thing going and keep us moving. So appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and get into some matchups that kind of circled in red pen for week three. Um, the first one I saw that, that jumped out to me was Rams at Browns. I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but the Browns have this guy who plays quarterback. His name is Baker Mayfield. And they got this guy, uh, Odell Beckham. I mean, Griff Cook you know, continues to think that he made one catch his whole life, but he's pretty much when he's been healthy, pretty much sets records. Um, every time he plays a decent amount in a season, he has had some injury issues and he did have a somewhat slow week one, but I expect him to uh, come out and really start playing some top end football once him and uh, Baker boy get going. So the Browns got that rolling, you know, and the Rams, um, you know, just been a good offensive football team for a while now. So I'd expect them to continue to keep that up as well as, um, you know, that to be somewhat of a shootout. So I'm looking forward to that football game. Uh, when it comes to the Rams, you know, Brandon Cooks has had a um, a good week here. You know, that Cooper Cup continues to not only put up big numbers from the slot, but make uh, big explosive plays. I mean, if you saw that last catch and run he had, it was pretty crazy. Um, Todd Gurley's been shuffled in there, you know, uh, not really sure where his numbers are been, but, you know, they worked him in. It's not like he's been totally off the football field. He's been in there. The knee doesn't seem to be a huge issue to me. Malcolm Brown might vulture some touchdowns, but uh, you can play him. Uh, Robert Woods is a guy I never really like having on my team. I, I can't say I've had him on too many fantasy teams, but when I'm checking the highlights, I mean, he seems to always sort of be making plays or in that offense. So Robert Woods always a guy to consider. And, uh, yeah, Browns, you know, I've got David and Joku in a ton of leagues, but I don't really know what to think about him anymore. You know, he seems like a guy that – Gosh, you know, just a physical specimen, and then he's in a great situation offense. You know, no real tight ends behind him to steal snaps or steal opportunity. 
But uh, I just don't see the consistency from this guy. You know, he just continues to drop footballs. He might get you that touchdown, which is key from the tight end position when you're talking about, um, you know, scoring, getting you, you know, anywhere from 60, 75 and a touch is a pretty good day. Anytime a tight end can get up over 100 yards and get in the end zone, that's a big, big day. So I, I need to see more of those days from David and Joku to really get back on board with him as far as man this guy's got crazy upside potential right now i think if if you're looking for 50 yards and and maybe to get a touchdown that's kind of a ceiling for njoku and the floor is pretty bad you know i can see him having weeks where you know maybe he's got two balls for for 20 you know that's kind of where i would see him on a on a really off week so you know we'll see uh i i think that's an exciting matchup the second one i had circled here was detroit lions heading to philly i mean Lions heading to Philly, tough place to play. Philly's got off to, um, you know, that that good start. And, uh, man, it's just uh, Philly dropped a heartbreaker in, uh, in the ATL just the other night. I'm recording here on a Monday, late on Sunday night. They could have had that W. Atlanta pulls it out, but, you know, Carson Wentz. The, the thing I... The thing I circled this for was, man, you're just thinking, wow, look at all these outside playmakers. And then all of a sudden, Philly, like, loses all these guys. You know, Sean Jackson goes out. Uh, you know, Ertz is hurting. Goddard's out. Uh, you know, I, just a lot of outside weapons, you know, gone for Philly, which helps my Detroit Lions. And, you know, even though the Lions only put up 13 points uh, just the other day, you know, I was in the house. That was an incredible football game to be at. I mean, I feel like the Lions were chucking it downfield. They were throwing it. They they were trying to establish the run a little bit. I mean, they continue to have a very balanced pass-run attack, uh, at least at their disposal. Now, is it on, on full cylinder yet? No. But can it get there? I think so. And I like the way Matt Stafford's playing as a whole. You could say, well, what do you mean? He had two interceptions last week and only like 100 or 250 and... and and, and uh, the two passing TDs. I mean, it's just an eye test. You know, you watch the guy. He's playing with some moxie. He's playing with some confidence. And, you know, if he can get rolling off to a good start, I think he's going to continue to have good weeks when it comes to both fantasy football and uh, just real play on the field. So if, if Stafford's rolling out there with a healthy Galladay, carry on Marvin, Hawkinson, you know, all those guys rolling, I think that can be a, a good fantasy offense as well as, like I say, depending on who's back for Philly, I think that could be kind of a, a fun shootout and a tough place to play for the Lions. But, uh, you know, it should be a, a good one to watch, no doubt. The last matchup I wanted to highlight was, gosh, what do I have here? This is this is Ravens-Chiefs. Ravens heading to the Chiefs, I believe it is. And, uh, man, the... Baltimore Ravens have been much better than I expected. You know, did I expect Lamar to be a little bit better here in year two? Sure. You know, I thought he might um, be able to run it, pass it, you know, whatever it may be. But uh, he's just been playing really good football. You know, they have this funky kind of offense where they run it, run it, run it, throw it to tight ends, let their quarterback run it. I mean, but like I say, it's working out for him really well. I'll be real curious to see what he can do because – the Chiefs D, they tried to get better, but they have not been um, very good when it comes to the first couple weeks of, of stopping people or dealing with it from a defensive perspective. But 
I mean, you don't have to play much defense when your quarterback, no matter what he has out there, is just slinging the football all over the field. So, Patty Mahomes, I'd expect him to put up big numbers. I'd expect Lamar to still be able to run, pass, do some of the things he's been doing. And uh, I still like the Chiefs in this matchup. You know, I just think they're going to score. I love Baltimore's D. always have. You know, they're just nasty defense. Always seem to be really solid. But, uh... I would think against the Chiefs, I believe it's an arrowhead. I think that's what I have here on my sheet. Um, Arrowhead's no joke. You don't want to go there. I mean, it's a tough place to play. I see, gosh, I see the Ravens being able to pull out some trickery, but I see the Chiefs just being able to put up enough points, probably in that upper 20s, maybe low 30s, and the Ravens just not being able to keep up. You know, maybe Lamar Jackson making a few mistakes, turning the football over, fumbles, picks, whatever it may be, and the Chiefs getting that W. So um, those should be some fun matchups. There's some other matchups that didn't jump out to me, but, like, everybody knows, man, fantasy football is so crazy. Before I get to my tips and tricks, like, you know, one of my things is just don't don't overthink fantasy football because every time you think you have it figured out, you go into the NFL week and you're like, oh man, this is going to be a great matchup for this guy or all, you know, this, my team set, they're projected to score way more than the opponent. You really have no idea until they kick it off. So, um, like I say, just go ahead and enjoy the football. You don't really know what's coming, but there are some good matchups, root on your home team, all that type of stuff and, uh, and have fun with it. So, my, my last item I had here, again, be a little bit shorter show going solo. Um, kind of my tips and tricks I wanted you guys to consider. You know, if you're an experienced fantasy football player, be like, man, Oakry, I know this stuff already. You know what I mean? Like, no no big deal. But for some of you out there listening and enjoying the show but are jumping back into fantasy football or are, um, I guess, just maybe a little bit new to the game, these are some things to think about. So we're in week three here. Heading into week three, obviously there's lots of injuries across the league. One thing you got to do is, depending on what type of league you're in, as well as what they do with it, you got to keep an eye on that IR spot. Most leagues should have one, if not two, IR slots where you can take a guy that's considered out, which is, means either out for that week or out for an extended period. And if it's a good football player, you want to tuck him in that IR slot. That does a couple things. That allows you to go pick up another player, which is always crucial. Excuse me, and it also it also lets you not give up on really good football players just because they're out for one, three, five weeks, whatever it is. You don't want to just cut that guy because an experienced fantasy owner, if it's a really good football player, will go pick that guy up, put him on his IR, and wait for him to get healthy, and then guess when he'll be coming back if he's out for multiple weeks later in the season when there's not only more injuries, but when you need top end football players, like there's nothing wrong right now. Even if you have a free agent spot going, picking up a guy that's injured, that might be back coming off the IR, which is week eight, nine, pick him up, stuck storm away when he's ready to go, comes back. Let's say he comes back in week 10. Oh man, you know, 11, 12, 13, those are kind of getting towards or in the middle of fantasy playoffs. Perfect time to have a guy that's fresh that was off everybody's radar just because he was hurt. So utilize that IR spot. Currently, look long-term, you know, cruise that waiver wire. Um, Sometimes you can filter it by IR slot. There might be a guy out there that, yeah, he's not going to be ready for six more weeks, but you can tuck him away with an open spot you have and then go pick up another guy, and that could help you down the road. So think about that. 
Another thing that we're going to have to considering, I think starting week four is when bye weeks kick in. So be on top of that. You know, look ahead, see if you got a bunch of people piled up on bye weeks, see if you got, you know, multiple players at a certain position that are on a bye and that you may need to address now before it gets the week of. One thing I like too that I've only done a couple times in fantasy football is like load up on a bye week. Like if you could have like three quarters of your team almost on a bye week or whatever, you think, oh man, but then I'm going to lose that week. It actually works out though, where if you lose one week, but then all your guys are back, it's actually a unique strategy that if you can try it, usually you have to sort of plan that before the draft. There's there's certain ways you can sort of look at what types of players are all piled up on these different bye weeks. And if you can find guys you like on one or two buys and kind of load them up in the draft at the right positions. I've done it once or twice and it really worked out well because, you know, yeah, you may take that L, but like for the rest of the season while everybody has like a guy here, or a guy there on a bye week, you're sitting there with like your full team for all the weeks basically except for that one bye week where you were just like had nobody good you're picking up just putting in a a very bare bones type of roster a bunch of your backups i mean if you, if you piece them together where you spread them out then every every week or two from weeks four to like 10 you always got one or two of your top players out you know what i mean so that's just something to consider Depends on your approach. You know, some people may hate that, you know, just load up on the bye week strategy because they don't want to ever just consider a loss or they don't want to, you know, ever mess with it. But I'm telling you, like, it's a way to go. It's a it's a thing to consider. The other thing I had on my list here is stacks. Now, when I, what do I say when I'm talking stacks? I'm talking receiver, quarterback combos. I'm talking about, you know, looking at your roster, looking at trade options and seeing like, do you have a great quarterback where you can go out and maybe either get his top receiver or did you think about that in the draft when you drafted and you drafted a stud receiver and then late in the draft you were able to get his quarterback because when you can put stacks like that on top of each other where two players, same team, working together like a quarterback receiver, if those guys blow up in a week, you're basically you know, most, most of the time guaranteed to win that week. I'm talking like Matt Ryan, Julio, I'm talking, you know, Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill when he's ready to go. I'm talking about Odell and Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Like those are the type of stacks you can do that just help you now. They help you long-term and they help you do what fantasy football is really all about. Like I said, when it's a total crapshoot, you're trying to get people that just score absolute ridiculous points, take the top off the defense, and and make it so like if your other players have a bad week, a couple players end up just killing it for you and helping you win a week all by themselves, basically. So, like I say, that's something to consider. That's not something I do as often. You know, people will say like, oh, I'm trying to get a wide receiver quarterback combo. I don't like try to do it, but I got to admit it is nice when you have it. Like there's a couple leagues where I got Watson and Hopkins. I mean, that's a tough combo to deal with every week. The other flip side of stacks to think about is like, so if you're going into a week, let's say you're playing a team that has um, Watson starting, you know, Deshaun Watson is a heck of a starter every week, but let's say, let's say you got Will Fuller on your team. Normally you don't play Will, Will Fuller for whatever reason, or you got a bunch of other stud receivers, but that week you're going up against Watson. 
the reverse stack is almost to then put Fuller in your lineup. That way, if Watson blows up, he probably blows up because he throws a ton to hop, but he also gets Fuller involved. So then you're sort of taking away from that other team or at least splitting the difference where you're not um, going all in where, you know, Watson has a great game and you sat Fuller down and Fuller had a big game. So now you hurt yourself because you didn't get the points for Fuller and the other team got all these crazy points for Watson. You know what I mean? That's a way to think about it. And uh, but I have friends and I even do it sometimes, too, like where I'll sit a guy because I just want Watson to have a really bad game that week for whatever reason, you know, thinking that he'll just have a bad game to help me out. So you can go either way on it. I mean, the other thing I'd, I guess I'd, I'd say is kind of on my list here is there's definitely times where I just play, you know, matchups with my heart. Like, oh, man, I don't want to start Dalvin Cook against the Lions because I don't want him to blow up against the Lions. I mean, <laughs> you can do that if you really want to just root on your favorite team or if you really have a vendetta, a vendetta against a guy. But, you know. My, my golden rule is always just play your studs, you know, put your best lineup out there. Don't overthink it, you know, don't sit there and, oh, well, this guy's got a great matchup and this guy's a little bit hurt, but it's not really that bad. I mean, the only time I'm really overthinking my lineup is when I got a lot of injuries or if it's a 50-50. You know, these two guys are projected close. They're pretty similar football players. And then you're going like, okay, who are they playing? You know, what's the weather like? All that type of stuff. But, um, you know, it, when all else fails, put in your best lineup, put in your top players, deal with the results. You know, you can put in a crazy, crazy good lineup, be projected to beat somebody by 50 points. And then once it's kicked off on Sundays, you're looking at it going, how did I lose by 30? You know what I mean? It's just somebody got hurt in the first quarter. You know, a couple people blew up on the other team that shouldn't have. You know, your your guys didn't show up for whatever reason. So, like I say, just coaching points to people. Just stick with your good lineups. It's one week. There's 13 plus weeks usually in a fantasy season. A week here or there won't uh, won't kill you. That's a shout out to Big Hughes who's talking mad smack because he beat me in the the league where I'm the double champ. He beat me one week. Congratulations, as Grifka would say. Um, it's one week. I'm not too worried about it. Now, if it becomes a trend and you start losing or you start getting a bunch of injuries or don't have depth in your lineup, yeah, we got issues. But one week, you tip your cap to another opponent. Hughes, good job. You beat me. Uh, it's about time, buddy. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you just got to consider all that when you're playing. So, like I said, everybody, a little bit shorter show. Uh, hopefully, this gave you some good fantasy content. I got you some top performers. I got you some under the radar guys to think about. Uh, talked about some matchups to watch for next week, and we talked uh, tips and tricks, IR slot, bye week, stacks, reverse stacks, and play your studs, play your top lineup. Don't overthink it. Enjoy it. Have a bunch of fun with fantasy football. That's all I got for today. We'll be back next Monday right here on the Fantasy Football Flavor. For all you Lions fans, make sure to check out Wednesday and Friday. We'll be talking about that big win the Lions had, as well as uh, leading into us heading to Philly to take on the Philadelphia Eagles this upcoming week. So thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.